0: Hebrews chapter 2. Let's look at a scripture we don't look at very often. Verse 14, it says, For as much then as the children, that would be us, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, the Lord Jesus, he also himself likewise took part of the same. So the same there is talking about flesh and blood, isn't it? Let's read it again. For, then, for as much as then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, people, he, the Lord Jesus, also himself likewise took part of the same. Why? That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their life lifetime subject to bondage. So it's telling us how the Lord Jesus how it worked. He 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 couldn't die as God. So he couldn't take our sin because sin he couldn't take on sin. He couldn't he couldn't deal with sin. Sin it, it, it's not a part of where he is and who he is. So he became born of a woman, flesh and blood and became as we were so that he could take on What we have, the Amplified says, since, therefore, these his children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature. Are you all there that by going through death, he might bring to naught and make make of no effect, make of no effect, make of no effect. Him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Did y'all read that with me? That he made of no effect of the devil. He had the power of death, but Jesus nullified the power of death and made him what the word calls of no effect. Also, and also that he might deliver and completely set free all those. That'd be us, wouldn't it? who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. No effect. The devil has no effect. Well, who's the devil? What's the devil? Well, he's everything that we have been delivered from. He's sickness. He's pain. I tell you, we need to, at River Church, we need to, each one of us and all of us, know how to deal with pain. We need to find out how to stop pain in our bodies. Not just the prognosis, the diagnosis, the the opinion of somebody. We need to know how to stop pain. We will. He said, of no effect. He make of no effect him who had the power of death. And then he said in verse 15, to deliver and set free. Do you all believe that happened? I believe that happened. I believe Jesus became flesh and blood for me and to you. So that, so that, not just so he could go through an experiment, but so that he could defeat the devil legally. Legally. Because everything is legal. Everything is in a set of of laws and principles that God set up himself. Now, he didn't have to set it up that way, but once he set it up that way, That's the way it is. He doesn't change back and forth and say, you know, that didn't work out too good. I believe I'll upgrade that. No, how it is is how it is. And so he said the wages of sin are death. And that's how it is. The man who sins shall surely die. That's how it is. You go, well, God, what about this and that? It didn't work out for you because of Adam. Isn't that the truth? So he he circled back around and he went through 2000 years. Of, uh, of getting the Messiah in the earth, which is what he's talking about here, and making him become flesh and blood so that he, through dying, could defeat the master of death, the devil, and render him of no effect. And it happened. I said it happened 2,000 years ago. The Lord Jesus died. He died for our sins. And we we were on the cross with him in our sins. But then he was buried and then raised from the dead. And when he was raised from the dead, we were raised up with him. So now sin has no power, has no dominion over us. Sin has no dominion over you. John chapter 8.
1: Would you turn to John chapter 8?
0: I hope you have a a green or a gold or a blue or a red star by John chapter 8, verse 31. Because this is the pivot in the word. This, this is how it works in such a little nutshell. It says in verse 31, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. So they weren't critics. They weren't there trying to make a deal. They were saying, Lord, teach us. And he told them, here's what he taught them. He said, if ye continue in my word, continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So the definition then of a disciple is someone that continues in his word. Are you disciples this morning? Are you disciples? Are you a hit and run? Are you, a, what do they call it? A CEO, Christian and Easter only. Those would not be people that continue in his word. They come in for a refresher, kind of like renewing your driver's license. I'd like to drive again this year. Well, you'll have to come in and we'll have to stamp your deal and see and renew your license. Well, that's what they do in their minds. He said, and then in verse 32, he said, and, and so you continue in his word. And what's the result of continuing in his word? Well, you you might. Try to fool around with that and say, well, I continue in his word. I read this and I read that and I believe this and that. He said, no, to continue my word means that ye shall know the truth and the truth that you know, the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. So you can measure your life about how much you are filled with truth by how free you are. How free is that? Well, freer than last year. Well, I hope so. We all do. But the freedom he's talking about is not on a scale of, of none, a little more, and maybe even more. It's free as he is, as free as he is. He said, I have, I have cut off every chain, every bondage, every link. You are now experientially, maybe not so, but legally you are as free as I am. You can do anything I can do. And then, and then in chapter, is it twelve uh, or fourteen? He said, uh, "Greater works than these shall ye do, because I go to under my Father." Ah, oh, that's pretty free, isn't it? Praise God. So the version says, "If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall absolutely know." So that's where we're going. That's why we continue in His Word is because there's a, there's a, a an enemy, or a a uh, a usurper, a counterfeit, where your mind is able to mimic believing, and say, by mental assent, you say, I know that, therefore, I believe that. But there might be a difference between knowing something in your head, a knowledge, a consent, an assent and believing in here where this down here is a conviction it's a it's an assurance it's unmovable it believes unto death
1: mm-hmm. deny that and i'll or i'll shoot you we'll load her up
0: verses in the mind says i believe that until you say, "Well, it's going to cost you this, well, you know we we can, can we adjust this? Can we talk about this? So absolutely no to understand the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Lord has set us free. How did he set us free? Well, he's set us free legally by Hanging on the cross, dying for us. And it's not so much that he died, but that his blood was shed for us. And the life is in the blood. And so when he gave his blood, his life for us, it's not that he died that set us free. It's that he gave his blood, but by giving his blood, he had to die. Did y'all get that little nuance there? It's not just that he died. He did die and he had to die because he gave his blood. And that's where the life is. So knowing the truth, like Jesus is talking about it here, this is very powerful. Knowing the truth is something that you're unwilling to live apart from. It's a conviction inside. And I say everyone in this room without uh, without compromise, we believe we are unwilling to live without the truth that I'm born again. I'm a child of God. We've come to that place. There might be some other things we would fudge on and hedge on but bless god heaven is where i'm going and it just doesn't really matter how i get there you know god forbid that you that you die before the rapture but if you did boom you're there but you know how hard it is have you ever seen how hard it is to teach something to somebody that thinks they already know it that is the great challenge in the church is to teach people what they think they already know they just turn the button off like uh, what they what they say is i know that already therefore i'm not listening and so what we have is we have a body of believers in the world that say they're they know the truth but they're not free They're not free, which that is the proof text for knowing if you know the truth. Are you free? See, so we have some work here in many areas. We're on the truth. We're pursuing the truth. We're after the truth. We want the truth. We love the truth, but sometimes we're not free, which then testifies against us. You don't really, really know to understand, have a conviction worth dying for, that you know the truth. So it keeps us coming back. Talked about it in giving this morning. You know, we has you purpose in your heart, so let him give. Well, I'm giving according to the purpose in my heart. But what if you're giving the same amount that you gave three years ago? What if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. Just saying we can ask ourselves certain things to say, do I really know the truth? We always heard it is everything in your truth bucket true that we tote stuff around that we've heard and we have mental assent. We say, I believe that, but it's knowledge, knowledge puffeth up. So what happens when you come to the gospels, come to the word of God and you say, I believe that. I believe that that is me. I am me and that truth are synonymous. We are the same, but the truth is, sets you free, and I'm not free. I want to be free, and I'm freer than I've ever been, but I'm not free. Anytime someone like a mechanic or someone like Barry Paul, you take your computer to him, or you, in my case, everything, you say, this doesn't work. And he he does something, mechanics do something called troubleshoot. And in troubleshooting, you always go back to something that's known and work out from there if if you if you're you get your bank balance your your bank statement and uh it says you got a thousand dollars, but you're showing that you got eleven hundred dollars or maybe something different so what do you have to do to to reconcile it? well, you have to find what's true, and we assume. That the bank statement is true, we start there, saying, "Well, let's just assume the bank's right and I'm wrong." Y'all don't believe the bank's wrong, do you? I mean, I know it's it's happened, but it's it's rare. Y'all, we have to admit it's rare. They don't mess up much. We ah, the bank took my money. Well, probably not. So we, what we have to do is go through a process. I do it all the time. Some some months it comes out the first time. Check, check, check. Says I have $1,000. Boom, I look, $1,000. There it is. Boom. Yay, draw two lines under it, put it up, and go watch Bama. But what happens when it doesn't line up? You have to do something called troubleshoot, or you have to sift it. You have to sift it. In other words, you go to something that you know works. What's, what's the problem is, it's when there's nothing that's for sure working or that's absolute, and you have to do a double thing where you troubleshoot twice, but that's another thing. So what if you're sick and you say, I, I, I'm not sick or I'm not broke or whatever, but you know the word says that I've been set free. What do you do? Well, you have to start sifting. Most people don't sift concerning the word. So th- what does that mean? What if we got down to the bottom? What would that mean? If you are sick and you find out by his stripes, ye were healed. That he supplies all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, but you can't pay the bill. What does that mean? Well, you got to go back and say, what's true? What's unmovable? So we'd have to say, in our case, the word is true. Are y'all here this morning? It's, it's like, okay, the bank is right and the word is right. The bank might be wrong, but the word never is. And so you have to go to there. You have to go there instead of, well, I have found. And then you start down that little thing to disparage the word. Sometimes the Lord puts things on you to help you. Well, there's no troubleshooting right there, is there? It's over. You're you're done. You, You can say whatever you want, believe whatever you want. You're done. You're done. You have to go back and say, the word is true. My life's not lining up to the word. Therefore, I'm on a troubleshoot. What is it that's in my life? that doesn't believe or connect or mirror the word. And it takes honesty. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to talk about it another time, but there, we are in a day of, of, of a lack of transparency, a lack of honesty. People are not telling the truth. They're saying, you know, well, I, I'm late here because I got hung up in traffic. Oh, there was traffic today and there's never been traffic before, but you planned on there being like no And so it just goes on and you go, okay, let me roll my eyes. Uh, I'm back. So, you, you know, just dishonest. So we have to be honest. You can't get healed until you get honest that the word is true. Every time, about everybody and everything they face. And you—you you, most healing ministries, they give a little caveat at the end, a little footnote that says, this doesn't always mean the word is
1: true. So
0: we got to put on the Lord Jesus. You got to put him on. You got to say something's wrong and it ain't you. It's not you. Excuse me it's not you it's not your word it's true so if my life doesn't have the same results you say that i should have as a believer i don't know the truth i got my mind on it but there's not faith to speak to the mountain right there second corinthians chapter 5 please we're just we're just scooting right through this But we're going somewhere. And what I'm doing in this series of Put on the Lord Jesus is we're going back to the basics. You may say, Oh, you may say, I know all this. Please get us through this so we can get to some stuff I don't know. But if this isn't working, we don't know it. So we're going to go back and sift. Is that all right with y'all? Go back and sift. And we're going to check every part. When there's an engine failure, you go through and you check every fuse and you check every connection and you check every ground if it's electrical. you Then you, then you go to the, the fan motor and then you go to this and you go to that. You work through a system of, of troubleshooting. Well, we have to go through a system of why is it that we struggle with healing? If you do, I'm not saying you do, but if, if you do, why is it? Well, you know, sometimes the the things of the Lord are secret; they're mysterious. Nah. We can't deal with you. We can't have a discussion with so, with someone that's got a reason why they are they know the truth, but the but it's not working.
1: This is going to be good.
0: It's going to be good. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Ah, you know this, but we're going to, it's basics. We're going to sift. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Say it with me. Old things are passed away. And again, behold, all things are become new. Now you go, well, yeah, we know that. Come on. Can we move on? Nope. We don't know that because old things are passed away. Period. Period. And that means, if you look it up and study it, it means annihilated, destroyed, without existence. The old man is not just resting, but he could come back. He's gone. And the way to get him back is to go back and resurrect him by saying, I don't believe the word is true. Behold, all things are become new. So the the, the NEB says, when anyone is united to Christ, there is a new world, The old order has gone. We got to get that. We got to get that, that I am not like those men that look just like me, but that are not born again. I am different. The old is gone. The new has come. I look the same. I talk the same. I still love ice cream the same. Oh, I do. I do. Yes, Lord, I admit it. But I am not that man that I was. Until you get that, it's not happening. The translator says if if a man is in Christ, there is a new act of creation. Oh, were you there when it happened? Were you there when it happened, when a new creation came in? You got to find the time that it happened. You got to be able to go back and point and say at Oklahoma Street Baptist Church in Tampa, Florida, the new creation came in to Michael Billings. You you got to point to it. You go, well, I, I don't know if I'm born again. I don't know if that happened. Well, then what do you do? You just get born again, again. You just get you a new anniversary. You just, you just say, Lord Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. And I believe God raised you from the dead for my sin. And I receive you now as the Lord, master and savior of my life. And you just fix it. You don't lament about it and say, I don't know. You just get you one that says, I am. And if, if you already were, which you were. The law book says, if a man is in Christ, he is created anew. I've been created anew. Together, I've been created anew. The man he was passed away and behold, a new man has been created. So we got to know who we are we've been trying for years word of faith has done this and i boy may get in trouble for that but word of faith has tried to make us confess what the word says without believing who we were to qualify for it to work in other words we've been we've been trying to possess prosperity possess healing without first saying i'm the old man is dead the old man i was is gone and a new creation has come so we deal with the old man, which has got failure and sin and experiences and jail time and and uh, passing bad checks and and uh, uh, fornication and all the things that are in all of our past in some measure way. We don't deal with it because the old man's still alive, and so we're always disqualified when it comes down to the to the line where where you got to to press in for healing, you got to having done all to stand, you just stand there for, bless God, this is who I am. This is what I have. And this is what it looks like. And I don't care. I don't care what it looks like or feels like what they say. This is what happened. And this is how it is. You have to go to there. And if you can't know who you are, then you can't go there. And you will wilt. You will dissipate before. The symptoms will. The lack will. And you'll lose again and you'll just wander off and say, Well, maybe next time. So we gotta go back. Coach Bryant said, This is a football. I mean, he went back to the basics, didn't he? And so we're going back to the basics. And we're gonna we're gonna pull up every nail and rescrew it down. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at stuff. You go, that's just so basic. Amen. Ch- turn to right there. You're the right there. Turn to chapter six, verse 14. Hallelujah. Be not. Oh, my. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Say unbelievers. OK, so he's still working off of chapter five, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He starts doing something that we in the church never do. We never do. I say that. Rhetorically, we rarely do. We don't acknowledge the truth. There's a lot of racism, a lot of DEI in our culture right now. We're going through this. But the truth is, the truth is, is that there's just two races.
1: There's just two races of people. You're either
0: unsaved or you're a new creation nation. And there's no color or or gender or you know, there's none of that that's a distraction to try to identify us to to find out who make you believe who you are because as soon as you become something that you're not in your head in your in your identity then you will not qualify for the covenant promises of health and wholeness of supply of eternal life so if if the devil who has been defeated? Didn't we just read him who had the power of death was defeated? He's trying to remark you, re-identify you, re reclassify you to get you to be
1: anything that you're not. So that you
0: won't be who you are. So he says in chapter 6, verse 14, he says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, we think that's just in marriage, and it certainly is there. You want trouble squared? Get your born-again self in holy macaroni to someone that's not. And you, you, you got troubles. You think mixed-race marriage is something that's an anomaly or something hard? Go get it, girl. Go go get a piece of that, mister. But don't do this. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Look, look, look. Look how how the word delineates what the difference is between the old man and the new man. He says, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Fellowship. It's kind of picky, Lord. Oh, but it's the truth. It's in the B-I-B-L-E. It's the truth. Then he says, and what communion hath light with darkness? You mean my friends that are not born again are darkness? It's what the Bible says. Wonder why stuff's not working. is because we just mixed everybody together and said, ah, we're all God's children. All God's children. Lie. We're not all God's
1: children. And what
0: concord, what agreement, hath Christ with Belial? That's a demon god. You think Jesus is hanging around with demon gods?
1: Or what part hath he that
0: believeth with an infidel? Infidel. That's a word we hear every once in a while from other religions but it just means unbeliever and verse 16 and what agreement hath the temple of god who's the temple of god in here this morning we're the temple of god i am the temple of god he says what agreement hath you and me with idols for ye are the temple of the living god As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, born-again man, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. There's just two races. There's not five races now we we can we can categorize different kinds of amphibians and salamanders and skunks and and weasels and say this is this this is this is what they are and this is a strata of this and this flower is this but they're all they're all just stuff but
1: here he's saying be separate come out So we don't think like they
0: think. If you do, you hadn't been separate. If you think like an unbeliever, you don't have a conviction. You don't know who you are. You don't know the truth. And you're not free. The world is in bondage. Just wake up, turn on the news. Wake up go out and talk to your unbelieving neighbor just wake up and go to work and listen to the rabble. And you'll say, this is truly an unclean people. But I am, I am of the body of Christ and I am different. Now we're not lording it over them. We're going to do just exactly what the word is. We're not going to suppose and and extrapolate to say, therefore, we're going to do this and that. We're not going to whatever. But even the Lord Jesus said, be careful who you eat with.
1: That doesn't mean we're not going to get them saved. Of course we're going to get with them to get them saved. We're just not going fishing with them.
0: I know I can walk the line here and get real close and someone will say, well, you said this and that. But if you listen to the whole thing, you'll know. I've got to come up higher and I've got to leave some stuff that aren't. i I've got to walk away from seeing things. Well, I... I don't have any of that. Well, you'll know the truth, and the truth that you know will make you free. How free are you? Well, not that free. Well, then maybe this truth will set you free. It's like, well, I don't, I don't think that's it. I don't think. It's the word. It's truth, and we're going to try to balance your bank statement. We're going to try to get your air conditioner fan to to blow. We're going to try to get you to go into third gear with your transmission or whatever, and you say there's nothing wrong. But there is something wrong, and we got to find it to get it fixed. Uh, The Passion says, don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. For what partnership is there between righteous and, here it is, rebellion? Oh, my. Our kids that are not born again, or our cousins, or whoever, our brothers and sisters, the Bible says they're in rebellion. Well, where does rebellion come from? The only thing that's marked in the Bible as rebellion is the devil. And Jesus said, he said to the boys, it said, we are of our father, Abraham. And Jesus said, you are your father, the devil. Oh, I missed that part. If you're not born again, your father is the devil. And before I was born again, my father was the devil. Sweet little me that I was. (laughs) <laughs> filled with filthiness and darkness. Uh, what harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. So you are not who they are. You need to know it's not the same. And so when we, when we talk with them, when we fellowship with them, when we get their counsel and advice, you got to bring it all through the filter of this is someone whose father is the devil. This is someone that is totally not in league with me of who I am, what I have, what I can do, what I believe. They are not. And I'm going to factor that in and just say, well, yeah, that got a degree and they've, they've been practicing for 100 years and it's OK. They know some stuff or not. This is the truth. And the truth says that you and I are different than we used to be, even though we may have slipped back. Maybe you didn't get born again. You've been born again for 50 years. Praise God. Maybe the world's kind of snuck in on us. that wouldn't be unusual with TV like it is and movies like they are and books like they are and the news like it is. You could slip back and say, that's us. We're Americans. We're Alabamians. We're 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 spirit filled. We're Pentecostal, whatever, whatever thing that we want to go back to. You may have slipped. There's certainly the temptation. There's certainly the, the the deal there. James 4, 4. You don't have to go there. It's You don't have it, Barry. It was an addendum. It's why I was late this morning. Hallelujah. James 4.4. 4. Uh, get this. It says, ye adulterers and adulteresses. This is in the Bible. James is talking to the church. He says, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Oh, my. Me being friends with the world is enmity with God, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I don't pretend to know what all that means and what that means we should do or not do i'm not going to I'm not going to touch it; I'm just going to say it's in the Bible, and you can make your own interpretation.
1: But I do believe this, that if we
0: live like the world lives, thinking it's just all of us, then we're going to be bound. We're not going to be free. We're not going to be free if we live like the world, as the world. Well, my neighbor says we ought to do this and ought to do that. It worked for them. It wouldn't necessarily be counsel for you. It wouldn't necessarily be a path for you. You cannot be and have both. You cannot be in the world And have exclusive things that the word talks about are ours. Come out and be separate," he said. Thought you thought this would be funner than it is. Is what I think. (laughs) Ah, we gotta quit. I don't want to quit. I got some stuff.
1: The truth is.
0: You don't really know who you are until somebody tells you. I've been saying it, you know, until 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 you're pretty big, you you don't have access to legal documents that verifies like your birth certificate that verifies who you really are. How many stories have you read about people that grew up thinking that that's my daddy and that's my mother? But that wasn't, my, that, wasn't, that wasn't their biological father at all. And you go, well, how, how could that be? Well, we never told you and you had no access to know. So they're in a false identity. That's not necessarily bad. I'm just saying it's you don't know who you are until you know who you are. All you have is your experiences. All you have is what you've heard. Well, I heard this is what Christians do. God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform, and that's certainly mysterious, so I guess that's God working. No, it's the devil. The devil has come by, like Andrew Womack said, and stole your lunch and popped your bag.
1: (sighs) The truth is, most of the stuff we
0: learned and believed and experienced before we were born again was true. We were nobody going nowhere. And yet we thought we were climbing some sort of level. So everything I am is in the word of God. Can we say that together? Everything I am is in the word of God. You you don't know until you know what's in the word. We know nothing. This is important. We know nothing apart from the word of God. You are speculating. If you say, I know something about me that's not in the word. Well, amen. Let me read this to you. I wrote this down. The Christ about the Lord Jesus. Everyone that came to him was healed of everything every time.
1: No one ever harmed him without his permission. He multiplied food.
0: He walked on the water and stilled storms. And then I read it and John, he said, these things I do, you ought to do. How would we do them? Well, we we have to have an identity that's like his. He's the only one that ever did that. So if we would say we're going to do that, we have to have an identity like his. Well, no, I want to be in the world. I want to enjoy and have fun and, and think like the world. But I want to be able to stop the storm. I, you're going to have to find it in the Word that you can do that, and it could be that you can't. Christians ought to be doing Christian things, and that's why what we did this morning was so powerful, is someone had a revelation. It wasn't like, well, we've never heard that before. That's You must have been in the Dead Sea Scrolls or something. We've never heard that before. What she shared was what we all know. But when revelation comes in, when you see it to know it. Well, I know it because I've studied it and I've documented it. And no, no, this isn't that. This is I see it because I know it. I know the truth and the truth that set me free. I can see it. It's always been there, but we couldn't see it. We all know how healing comes. We all know the legal side of it by his stripes. We all know how prosperity comes. He became poor that we through his poverty might be made rich. We know the legal stuff, but we hadn't seen it with this down here. You gotta see it down here. And once you oh once you see it, you're unstoppable. How, how how's that? Because it sets you free. It sets you free. You don't have to have this. You don't have to go there. You don't have to be with these people. You don't have to have this money or this or that thing. You, you're on a whole nother existence. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we've got that in the new birth, in the sense of going to heaven. But that's because it's been taught for centuries or for decades, I'll say. If you get born again, what happens? We get to go to heaven. What else? We get to go to heaven. Well, what else? We are going to heaven.
1: And see, there's more.
0: There's just so much more between now and heaven. What do we do between now and then? Just do the best you can. Well, it's not enough to just do the best you can. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we put you on this morning. We make a purposeful decision in our heart. We we have a conviction that we are not free, except legally we are, but but we have not experienced the freedom that you had. And we, more than anything, want it. We, we've had everything this life has to offer. We've seen it. We've been there. We've touched it. We've drank it and ate it. We've had, there's nothing this world has that we say I'm going to be worldly so I can have that. There's nothing, the Lord the, the world has run out, but you never have. So Lord, we change this morning. I change. We change. All of us in the sound of my voice. We sigh We say to you, Lord, I change. I I put on the Lord Jesus. I'm already born again, but I put you on in a way that says you're going to your words are going to be my words and your ways are going to be my ways and your thoughts are going to be my thoughts. And I'm changing, Lord, into what I already was. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Holy Spirit, we we invite you to help us in this journey that should have been done 40 years ago or any time. But, Lord, praise God, today's here. We love you, Lord, with all our heart. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I will tell you, we're going to heal the sick in Tuscaloosa. We're going to heal the sick in Tuscaloosa.